love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. It means especially putting your children, I think, first above anything else. I think there's good days and there's definitely some bad days when you want to run and hide in the closet and cry. But I think at the end of those days, um, we are the best fit and best mom that we can be for our kiddos. Each and one of us, every one of us. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. We have some special episodes of the Canadian Love Map leading up to Mother's Day. And this week's love story belongs to Shannon and Keon. It all started with a fancy coffee and ended with triplets. They joined me from their busy home to talk about the twists and turns in between. Shannon and Keon, welcome to the Canadian Love Map. We're so happy to be here. Thank you. We're going to get to the road that you're on now, but first we're going to take a trip back through time and talk about when you met. How did that happen? Well, we met uh, back in around 2010, and I was working at the time, downtown Halifax, and Neon was working with the military, so he was just in the city for just the day. He was going to take his mom out for a supper that day, so he's killing time, and we just happened to be in the same lineup at the same coffee shop and I was ordering, you know, my favorite drink in the whole world. It's over the top, it's fluffy and it's ridiculous. (laughs) And um, it's still my favorite drink to today. And I was ordering it. And when I went to go pay, lady had said, oh, it's been taken care of by the, taken care of by the gentleman over there. So I look over and he just waves. So I'm like, (laughs) you don't know what to say. And I have to get back to work. But, um, as I was just getting a lid and a cover and stirring the drink, he got the courage to come over and say, could I take you out for dinner later? And I, of course I said, yes. And uh, little did I know, but he stood his mother up. He canceled her plans. So he could take me out, but I think he didn't want to miss the opportunity. So sorry, mom, about that. I, I love you, mom. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I love you, mom. She didn't know until now. <laughs> I was going to say, is she just finding that out now? I I, I, I don't remember, but I'm, I'm sure I'll find out after this. We'll know by tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll know by tonight. But uh, yeah, yeah, and when I knew. It was, uh, it was a good day and went out later that night. And basically, we were together ever since that day. Uh, he lived out of the city, but he moved into the city quite soon after last meeting. And he later told me that he told me it was a transfer, but I think he was requesting that transfer because he wanted to get closer to me. And my mother. And, and my mother. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. Not in that order. Right. You get that right. right, right. Yeah. I'm a mother. I, I'm going to take her side on this one. That's okay? right. Yeah. That's I think right. That's, uh, yeah. Keon, what was it about this woman in the coffee shop that made you go, okay? That's such a great question. I I think it had to, it had, it had some, you know, things to do with the drink. Obviously, that was the I I, I was like, that is that is an unbelievable drink. And and what so was when the order? The it was a tall white 
peppermint mocha extra hot with uh, whipped cream and uh, chocolate drizzle. He still has to get it right today. <laughs> so I, after all this time, I still have to focus it's, on it's getting etched that in his right. brain now. But you know, I thought, oh my, high maintenance. And then after that, I, you know, it was like, but it didn't scare you. You know, it didn't scare me away, um, frankly. And I, I was like a, I'll have my coffee black. So I was, yeah. I was on the other end of that spectrum. Oh, so, so it's a track though. So it was good. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, you know, other than the gray hair, it's been the same drink. Uh, and, uh, and ever since then. It does sound like a pretty sexy coffee. <laughs> that is. I'll give her that. Yeah. 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 Okay. And what became of that love story? It, when you went to dinner that night, right. right? Right. And where did it go from there? Well, he moved in, like, he was making trips up to the city, like a couple times a week. He was just an hour out of the town and he was really putting in an effort, um, which I loved from the beginning. And he still does that. And um, from there, it was just, we were together, like, it would be three days a week, then five days a week. And then it was every day of the week. And then we got engaged uh, after six months and then married a year later. So all within that year, everything happened pretty quick. And then he told me, like, not that day we met, but later on, a couple months later, he said, I knew I was going to marry you that day in that lineup at the coffee shop. It was. So it wasn't just the drink. You're leaving hearts <laughs> out. Tell the truth. Now, now, Nancy, what I want to do, I want to switch this around a little bit and ask her the question. So, what did you think of the man that bought yes. you the extra tall white peppermint mocha? I thought he was brave to be able to do that because that takes guts. Not just anyone would do that in a coffee shop when you're just in passing. And he was putting in the effort then and. That was something I really admired about him. And he still does that, I have to say, every day. I think it's lovely that you haven't said one thing about his looks, Shannon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're so deep that I you I was going to say that till the end. I was going to say that till the end. But of course, I was like, I got my very own Prince Charming. Like, you know, yeah. he looks just like Prince Charming. And it's like Did the... It's the guy every little girl dreams of, right? When they want to grow up and get married and have a family. And he was like the real life thing. And he, he was making me happy then, like going that extra mile. And he still does. So even above all the looks, it's I knew from the beginning, he was the one that I was going to be with. Maybe not in that moment, like he knew, but I knew pretty <laughs> quick. I knew pretty quick. I just never would have thought from that coffee in that moment that we would have this life, you know, almost 11 years later. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It was well, thanks for really sharing. Was. Yeah, it was thanks for sharing that part of the story. Do you want to tell me anything about the wedding before we dive into the family mm -hmm. journey? Yeah, it was a small. Uh, Shannon wanted a small, uh, very um, romantic uh, winter wedding, so it was in January. Uh, we had it at um, you know we had it behind a beautiful uh, rustic. Um, um, library and it was it was unbelievable. We had uh, we had very close family and friends there, and it, there was like piano music. It was yeah, uh, lit by candlelight in the old fireplace. It was like a very old inn, and we got married in the library. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And just close friends and family, and that was really all we needed. It was perfect. We we kept it small, so yeah. that uh, that means anything. But it was small and intimate, so it was very nice. Well, it sounds romantic. Yes, it was. Yeah. And did you both, had you talked about kids? 
Oh yeah. We, you we know, know, yeah. So I'm, I'm an only child and Shannon's an only child. So that was definitely something that we talked about early. We knew we both wanted a big family this big. Uh, yeah. We're not yeah. I, I might've known from the coffee, but I, I definitely didn't know, you know, if that's the number of kids that I want. He knew I was over the top and from the beginning, but maybe not this much, yeah. but he stuck it through. So, yeah. okay. so tell me how we got here. From the time of the wedding, just sort of walk us through this, this beautiful family journey. Well, there was a lot of years of trying for ch children. Um, and after having our first one, we were like, well, we definitely want to have a second one. Like we knew we wanted at least two. And then that struggle became a little bit harder. The years would go by and nothing was happening. And then we decided, well, we better get a little bit of assistance here. And we went down that IVF route. But then that didn't work out for us here. So uh, it was just, um, we didn't know where to like to go from there because it was just like a lot of heartache. And then we just had to come to a decision what we were going to do. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, I can speak from, you know, from from the male side, like it was it was tough to talk to anybody about. Right. Mm -hmm. You you know, there's so many I mean, men out there that, you know, that, that it's just a hard, hard thing to talk about. And it, it was something that me and Shannon talked about. Like, where do we go for answers? Who do we talk to? Um, you know, and so we we did a little bit of research and then and that's when the story gets crazy. It gets really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell me where your research took you. Well, okay, so after seven years of trying, and I was just like so almost fed up, but not ready to give up, I a friend reached out to me and was like, you know, why don't you just try like going to a different clinic, like maybe a clinic outside of Canada. So I was like, oh, he'll never agree to that. And so she goes, well, here's like my, like my friend had gone and she had triplets herself. And she she did the IVF journey in Halifax. It didn't work for her and it wasn't working for us. She goes, what does it hurt at this point? If you've exhausted all your options here, what's one more try? And I was like, convincing him to go, you know, out to Canada is going to be difficult. But anyways, she goes, just contact the coordinator, get all the information and don't tell him. So we did that. <laughs> Me and her were like working as a team, just getting all of our ducks in a row, all the, you know, prices, information, what would be involved. You know, how long would we have to be away? And when I got all that, I said, okay, it's all or nothing. This is our last try. And he was like, you know what? Maybe we just, we're just meant to have one, one child and that's it. And there was something inside of me that just said, try one more time. And I don't know what it was. I would not take no. It was like a fire was lit within me. And even if he said no, I was still going to find a way <laughs> to do it. So, and we contact, I showed him all the information and he said, yes. So I'm thankful for that. He said he would be up for the try. It makes me feel when you say that, it makes me feel like these three kids were waiting yes, <laughs> for you were. to say yes. They I were. truly believe that. I, I really think that that's true. Yeah. Really there was something in my heart saying, don't give up yet. Just one more time. And they are like, seriously, our one last try. And it worked out for us. Okay. So what next? So that's when the story gets really crazy. So she she sprung better. She sprung it on me. Yeah. Um, you know, here's this unbelievable journey to the Mediterranean. Are you up for it? 
And I'm like, this is, this can't be real, right? This is like an episode. I'm going to be, you know, uh, here I am going on this unbelievable journey. Should I do it? He thought we were going to be kidnapped and like thrown in a cellar so, somewhere. Never heard from you him. know, that's where your brain goes in those types of situations. <laughs> anyway, so frankly, I, at, at first, obviously I was apprehensive, but after that, I was like, I'm all in, I'm, I'm bought into this, um, yeah. you know, this journey and, and life's too short. So let's do it. So we ended up, um, we ended up going to Cyprus, believe it or not. And, uh, yeah. on, on the, uh, on, on the Turkish side, but had to fly into the Greek side. So we, we landed, uh, we landed on the Greek side. We got picked up in a white van. So I can't make that up. No English. So, no English. I mean, I, I wish I spoke, you know, a little bit of Greek or Turkish, but, uh, I didn't. So we were like, okay. Uh, you know, keep our smile on. Beautiful weather, though. Wow. But anyway, so we're here. We are in a van, and we ended up um, on a resort. Um, and you know what? I, we made the best of it. It was an unbelievable journey. And and um, I, you know, was we have stories in between that that you know that involve uh, you know holy water and then <laughs> and the north side of Cyprus to uh, to magical journeys with donkeys. So it was it was unbelievable. It was like a uh, you know, what was the, what's the show where they travel Canada and uh, they do all those uh, those adventures? That's what it felt like, you know. So oh, just, yes, as a yeah, competition. Yeah, as a competition. It. I just, you know, it felt like that. But but at the end, um was unbelievable. It was and it an was the best journey. trip in many ways, in many ways, not just because we got we conceived our triplets that way, but it was the best trip yeah. we've ever been on. Yeah. I've never danced so much in my life. And I've never, I've never danced and amazing food, amazing food, amazing, amazing people. people, hospitality. The clinic was just, just treated us like royalty. Yeah. So we had no complaints. So, okay. So Cyprus was this adventure, this beautiful, I, I mean, I see the pictures of it in my mind. It's like a TV show, you know, the bachelor or bachelorette yes. or something exactly you right. two enjoying this incredible locale. Um, but uh, when did you find out that it all was worth it and worked magic? Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to tell this story only because at the time I I almost passed out. But let's let's go back to the beginning. So she ends up going to the doctor. It's about two weeks. You right. don't know anything for two weeks. You go home not knowing anything. Yeah, we don't have any idea. She no goes idea. she goes to the doctor. And the doctor then sends her to the hospital local to our house. I had a little bit of cramping that day and she wasn't alarmed, but she said, let's just send you just to be safe. So the story goes, so they, the, the doctor in the room rolls over one of the old ultrasound machines, the old school ultrasound machines, and says, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, she's not talking to a lot at first. She's just looking and looking. And it's 15 minutes before the, the department closes. I was there just like, so we didn't have a lot of time to get this news. Right. And so she finds out there's and three heartbeats. And she thought I knew. She goes, oh, no, all three heartbeats are just fine. And I was like, all three what? And I'm not <laughs> with him. I'm alone with our 10-year-old. And my 10-year-old's shocked. I'm in shock. I said, did you say three heartbeats? And then that's when he came in. I had to call so she leaves, the, she leaves the hospital. Okay. She leaves the hospital. <laughs> In a, in a tiny Nissan Versa, turns left onto the main road and hits the car, a truck, in front of her. So no. the guy gets out of the car. The story goes like this. So the guy gets out of the car. 
the truck and walks back to her car and says, ma'am, are you okay? And she goes, I just found out I had triplets. And he said, have a good day, ma'am. And got back into his truck and drove off. So then the phone rings. And then when the phone rings, I pick it up and she goes, well, I've got good news and I have bad news. And I said, I'm I'm 10 minutes to an appointment. I got to go. I don't have time to talk. And she says, no, I've got good news and bad news. You may want to sit down. I said, what? So she goes, well, the bad news is I just left the Dartmouth General. And I said, the hospital. And I just got into a car accident. I said, car accident. And the good news is we're having triplets. I blew him with the bad news first. And as the shock was about to come, I, I got him with the second dose. So Nancy, you can see me smiling right now. But at that time, there was no smile. It was it was panic and angst. Well, I heard the phone drop. So and then I heard him screaming, no. I'm having triplets. And then him and his assistant are screaming. And I'm like, hello, like, honey. And there's nothing. He's, he's gone. And that's well, how we found out. Okay, yeah. that's a shock. And he never got mad about the fender benders. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, you know what? I, that's funny that you say that. I never, never yeah, never brought it up. Again. Never brought it up again. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. So how how did they arrive? Ooh, ooh. I, I bl- okay, so I blame my mother-in-law for this one. <laughs> this turkey dinner that she she cooked with this gravy, right? Every time we have this turkey dinner, there's something, something happens the next day. But anyway, so we had there was uh, was what we, we New had, Year's Day. New Year's Day, uh, we had uh, turkey dinner, and uh, and then the next morning, I got woken up in the middle of the night. I think around six in the morning. Six in the morning, and I I didn't believe her. No, I didn't believe her. I I was like, no, this is too early. This what, what we were. I think he thought it was a false alarm. So on January second, they were at six in the morning. My water broke while we were sleeping. It woke me up instantly. I was not in any kind of pain, no contractions. I woke him up and I said, my water broke. We have to go. He thought he jolted it out of bed. He was getting ready, putting his suit on. He had one sock on. He was running around. He goes, no, I got meetings in the morning. No, I'm going to take you. I am going to take you. It's going to be a false alarm. You're going to be on bed rest at the hospital. But anyways, I'm going to go to my meetings and then I'll come see you later. And he was getting ready for work, call, making his calls on to his assistant. Here's me getting my makeup on because I knew what she was happening. She was putting her makeup on. I knew. Can you imagine? I knew in my head. They're coming. There's going to be pictures taken. I am getting ready. So he's scrambling. True story. True like, story. What are you doing in there? I couldn't tell him. I'm like, I'm just getting dressed. I'm getting my makeup, getting my hair brushed. Because I knew this is the day. My baby's, this is my date baby's birthday. So. You were we, stepping into the spotlight with triplets. I, I was ready for this because I knew it's triplets. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's going to want to see photos. I was. I, I should have known from that coffee now that we're talking about this. This right. is all, this is right. right. It all you know goes what? back to the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, you can never say you weren't warned. Carol. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 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 actually, that's true. And we've lived close to the hospital. So we were there, you know, water broke at 6. We were there by 7, 7.30. And the babies were born at 9 a.m. I, I and just as a as a so I ended up taking the suit. They forced me to take the suit off. They're yeah. like, Dad, you're not going anywhere. She's uh 
she's going into labor. And so they gave me some scrubs. So I, at that point I knew. Uh -oh. He was in a full piece suit, brand new shoes, talking to his assistant in the, uh, wait, yeah, in the that, corner. That backfired. Saying, just push everything an hour later. As soon as I get her, <laughs> push. Settled, I'll be there. I'll be there. Push, yeah. Yeah, yeah. push it an hour later. I'm on my way. She's just getting settled. She's going to be on bed rest. And they tapped him on the shoulder with those scrubs and said, suit up dad and get that suit off. We're going to have these babies. And he's just fumbling, dropping the phone. Like, and then it happened, and then it happened so fast after that, there was just no time to think about anything. And everything was just smooth. There was about 30 people in the OR, it was a plan, uh, emergency C-section. Wow. And it was great. Everything oh, went perfect. <laughs> we, you know, I realized we have opposing views of this entire See, I was I was like sedated. So she was sedated, I was drugged. Long going collected. They said the anesthesiologist there said, Dad, one. Dad, number two. Dad, number three. By that point, all I saw was a sea of faces, Nancy. There were about 30 people just staring at me. And I'm behind the curtain, right? And I fell so asleep. I fell asleep. At that point, I, I was, you know, I, that, I don't, I can't even remember that now, no. but, but uh, oh. unbelievable. Maybe you should have had sedation too. I, I, I think they asked for it at some point, but they didn't <laughs> they give it to me. They need that for dads. Yeah, they idea. do. They do. They need a sedation for, for fathers of triplets yeah. and multiples. Yeah. So how did it feel when you all of a sudden had three new babies in your arms? Oh, you it, were the first. Yeah. So I, you know, at first, obviously your concern is your first concern is health. You know, are they, are they healthy because of their weight and being premature? And, you know, that, that's your first concern. The second is, oh my goodness, I am a father of triplets. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's uh, where do I go? They had them in different rooms. And, and so it was overwhelming, but it was the most unbelievable day of my life. I will and the most joyous day of my life, you know, just looking at those three faces and, and knowing that, oh, my goodness, you, you came into this world and you're all healthy and you made it, uh, you know, through this turkey dinner and through this <laughs> last day of craziness. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. I, I think I probably cried more than I've ever, I ever have, um, you know, my entire life. Yeah. And I think for me in that, when I finally did get to see them, when I was out of recovery, it made all those years of struggling, of heartache, of negatives, of failed attempts, pressuring him to go to another country. I ever, it made everything flying for 16 hours made everything worth it in that moment when I finally got to see them and hold them. We didn't get to hold them right away because as they were just, you know, preemie babies. But when I saw them, I knew it was worth everything. It really is love at first sight, eh? Yeah, it's it totally. is. Oh, is it? Is it ever? Yes. I, you know, this is a love-based podcast and it's like this love is swirling around four kids. I'd love you to tell me what you love about each of those sweet little children you've brought into this world, all four of them. They all have totally different personalities. So our oldest is very headstrong, like her mother. So sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not, but I can't, <laughs> no comment. Fault, I can't fault her for that. She's very uh, headstrong, independent, and has like a real zest for life. Our three little ones couldn't be more opposite. Um, we have Talia, who is loving and easy and laid back like her mom and then we got Liliana who's like her dad she's like a spitfire she's a go-getter she's the boss um she was the first one that brought on everything and and our Alexander he's just a daddy's boy and he's a mommy's boy he loves to be loved he's sensitive 
and he's got these blonde, bleach blonde curls and they all look different. They all act different. And I love it about they're just perfect the way they are. I, I thought she was going to say I was like Talia, the sweet. and uh... No, but Talia looks like him. She's got this, this same, exact same face. Yeah, incredible. Okay, so what would you say to people out there who have tuned in because they might have some experience with IVF or they might be thinking about IVF? Can you offer any kind of guidance or advice about other people thinking about taking this path? From a woman's perspective, I can. Um, I can just say, don't give up. Like, it's a difficult road. But I've come to realize that difficult roads can lead to very beautiful destinations. And in our case, that has happened. And I am so thankful I didn't give up and I didn't allow him to give up because there were times where we were going to call that quits that journey and just say, okay, we're good with what we have. Let's not break it. It's not broken. Let's not fix it. It's perfect the way it is. But there was that thing inside of me that I couldn't let go. And I'm so thankful I listened to that little voice inside. So do not give up. Uh, I think from a man uh, from a man's perspective, it's very very difficult to talk about. It's one of the things that you know I've been advocating for um, just amongst my friends that have experienced this. And so I would say to the men that that are out there that are listening, um, it it is so important to talk to somebody about it. There's so much information out there. And, you know, I've been, I've been saying that this, you know, this, that would make for a great podcast, just saying, you know, the, the, the journey um, of infertility and, and finding ways to talk about these things, because it's not talked about. Um, and so, so to all the men out there, my advice would be talk about it, find somebody because there are men that are going through this, uh, that can relate to what you're feeling and, and, and what you're going through. And it's not easy. So um, definitely something that um, that that there are answers to, and and that there is help for. So uh, keep keep mo- You know, at, don't don't go and find triplets, but <laughs> but you know there are there are uh, there don't go seeking that. Don't go, don't go seeking that, but but uh, but careful what you wish for. But yeah. but you know what? Stay positive and as and much as possible because um, there is a there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And miracles really do. They can happen. We're proof of that. Shannon, my last question is, what does motherhood mean to you? Well, it means a lot of things to me, but it means especially putting your children, I think, first above anything else. I think there's good days and there's definitely some bad days when you want to run and hide in the closet and cry. But I think at the end of those days, um, we are the best fit and best mom that we can be for our kiddos, each and one of us, every one of us. Well, I'm thrilled that you both took a risk that day and that you took a risk on us today and said yes to being on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We can't thank you enough. It was wonderful. It's great. Thank Happy you. Mother's Day, Shannon. Thank you. It's going to be a really great one this year. so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.